23. We're going to look at the Word of God. We've got to get back to the Word of God, and we've got to trust the Word of God. Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe. Now listen to the Word of God. This is not written by man. This is not written by our government. You can't trust. They change their minds all the time. Or some politician or whatever. This is by God's Word. He says, Jesus said unto them, If thou canst believe. All things are possible to them that believeth. And this was said to a man who was in a difficult situation. Just like maybe you are. Certainly our country is. We all face these unbelievable situations in our lives. And when you read the response of this man, you could see the internal struggle inside of him. As he loves his God and believes in his God, but he's fighting the doubts that we have in this flesh, don't we? We just do. And he answers straightway. It says the father of the child cried out and said with tears, he's sobbing, weeping, wanting to believe the Lord. He said, Lord, I believe, but help thou my unbelief. He's got this battle, this struggle with the carnal fallen nature that all of us have. Every one of us. And it wants to distrust and not believe the word of God and not believe the words of Jesus. And so you see this internal struggle going on within this man, just like you and I. Luke 18 says this, Verily I say unto you, Whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child, not a Bible scholar, not a professor, not a divinity doctrine, just as a child, the Bible says, Whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child shall in no wise get it, shall in no wise enter in, no wise understand. If you simply come as a child, remember as you would raise your children and they would believe what you told them. And that's what the Lord is saying to you and I. Those of you here this morning who do claim to be born again, Saved by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. What did you do to cause that? Can you stand there and tell me today? Well, you see, one night I just studied the Bible for hours and hours until it happened. Or maybe someone else will say, well, I I started to study the New Testament in Greek. And every night I read it in Greek until I became born again. You know that's not true, is it? What did you have to do? The Bible says if you just simply believe, believe the Word of God. So if you are a professing Christian, walking true Christian, then you have moved in faith to believe and trust God at His Word. You're sitting here in your right mind, no longer what you used to do. So what are you facing today? As our nation faces many, many problems, what dark shadow or great mountain of circumstances Are you looking up to today? Man, there are many, isn't there not? The song we're going to sing later says, um, I may not face Goliath, but I've got my own giants. Don't you? Don't you have giants in your life that you have to face with the Word of God? It has to be with the Word of God because we cannot fight these spiritual giants in us. It has to be done by God. Giants of anxiety and fear, depression, All kind of various addictions. Our country is given to addictions. Taken over by them. 
Mark, Matthew 9, verse 28 says this. Now listen, this is very interesting here in the scripture. Maybe sometimes we overlook this. It says, and when he was come into the house, the blind men came to him. And Jesus said unto them, believe ye that I am able to do this? They said unto him, yes, Lord. Do you believe the Lord is able to do things this morning in this day and age? Look, there's something very important here. You have a part in this. You do. These blind men came to the Lord. Their part was they had to answer the Lord when the Lord says, You blind men who want their sight, do you believe I can do this? That's the step of faith. That's the question of faith. And of course they answered, yes, Lord. And the Lord touched them. What blind situation are you in this morning? What situation do you have no answer? You have no idea what to do. None whatsoever. You have a part in this. Just believe in. Believe in the word of God. Here's another instance. The Lord comes across a man with a withered hand. Hands all messed up. Matthew 12, verse 13. Then said he to the man, Stretch forth thy hand. Now what if he didn't? This is dumb. This is silly. This is embarrassing. Oh, I don't believe this. Then nothing would have happened. I really believe it. I know that God can do miracles, but most of the time, God wants you to believe in him. He does. He said to the man, stretch forth thy hand. And he stretched it forth, and it was restored whole like the others. You have a part, even this morning. I mean, we're just going to trust God again. I have no miracle powers. I, I don't have any ability at all. All I see is the word of God, and I believe it's true. I believe it's real. I do. I truly do. Do you believe it? I mean, I do. I'm unwilling to live without the move of God. We've got to have a move of God back in our country again. It has moved before. It will move again because the Bible says God has not changed. I still believe he opens blind eyes. I still believe he takes care of broken hearts. I believe he raises the dead. I do. I truly do. I don't have to see it. I believe it by faith. I believe he breaks all the power of the evil of the world. Do you believe this this morning? Are you willing to step out? I don't care how messed up you are and how bad you are. I believe God forgave every one of their sins and can do it again today. Believe the word of God this morning. Man, we need it. We need a church. We need a group of people that will stand upon the word of God. Our country's far from God, moving far from God every day. Again, the Lord tells us simply in Mark 9, 23, Jesus said, if thou canst believe all things. Man, listen to that. Can you feel the power in that statement? All things. You know what? Everything is too hard for us. And God says, no problem. I can handle all things. Can't you believe all things are possible? To me, there is such hope in those words. In any given moment, I don't know why certain things go on. I don't know why certain people are sick and some aren't. 
All I know is what the Word of God says. And we are to live according to the Word of Almighty God. Yet, there is something we have to do. We do. Now listen, this walk of faith, we've got to turn this off. You've got to turn this logic off and two plus two is four. You've got to walk by faith, not by sight, the word of God says. And we try to live like this, like doubting Thomas. Of all the people who was called doubting, it was Thomas because he said, unless I see, I'm not going to believe. And the Lord said, you know what? More blessed are those that believe and don't see. So everything the world teaches us, it's opposite when it comes to God. Totally opposite. And that's what you have to do. Look, here's another great scripture. John eleven forty says this, Jesus said unto her, said I not unto thee, that if thou wouldst believe or be persuaded that the Lord can do this, that thou wouldst believe thou should see the glory of God. Man, what does that like? What is that like? To me, that sounds awesome. Has anybody got an appetite? I want to see the glory of God. I want to walk in the power of God. I want to feel that Shekinah glory of God rush back into his service. I want to see the power of God come so much in our service that it's like, man, we're walking on holy ground. I do. It's all through the word. I mean, if you read it and see it, when God shows up, something happens. Something happens every time the Lord shows up. And I'm telling you, all it takes is childlike faith. You don't have to be a super saint. There is no super saints. They're not. All you got to do is believe in the Word of God. Do you have enough faith this morning to stretch forth your hand? To stretch it by faith. Here, here's my messed up life, Lord. Here's my broken heart. Here's my bitter soul. Here's my depression, God my anxiety. Here's my addiction, God. Just stretch it forth. That's what the Lord said. Stretch forth and it shall be restored. Can you believe that this morning? Man, this church is called to be the light. Remember, I've always said, Lord, just give us a church on the main highway so we can be a light to this darkness. It's dark in this world. It truly is. Excuse me while I get a drink. Some of the laws they're making are insane. They just make no sense anymore. I just read, uh, I don't know if it must have been Fox News or something, where New York has decided to give crack pipes away to the people. And I'm like, what? I mean, it's, there's no logic. There's no sense. It's, it's just it, we've been given over to addiction. Instead of they have no belief or no solution, so they're just uh, aiding and abiding them. It's, it's crazy what our nation has fallen into. So the church is called to be the light. Now listen, it's because of sin. I'm going to read you a scripture. Look, it, it says, for lo, our fathers have fallen by the sword. Now you think of the homes and the family life in our nation. Man, they used to be strong. They used to be powerful. They really did. They were very strong. Even the TV shows were really oriented to family life, father, mother, strong, knit family. Now think of it today. It's a mess, a total mess. And here's why. When you walk away from the Word of God, things fall apart. Maybe not that second, but they'll fall apart. 
Remember he told Adam and Eve in the garden, the day you eat of that fruit, you shall surely die. Well, they ate of the fruit. They didn't drop over dead. But things died. The, spiritual st- the, the spirit inside of them, the desire to serve God and to love God and to walk with God started to die in them, one by one. And now here we are. <coughs> it says, For lo, our fathers have fallen by the sword. And our sons and our daughters and our wives are in captivity for this. You see that? Our, our, our fathers have fallen by the sword. Our country is given over to addictions. It just is. You ask any guidance counselor in school, any teacher in school, ask any police officer, any judge, anybody that has anything to do with our courts. Our country is given over to addictions. Our fathers have fallen at the sword of drug abuse and alcohol abuse. It is. It's what's happened to us. And the church is almost forgotten in America. It really is. And here's why. Second Chronicles 28, this happened in the day of Ahaz, the father of Hezekiah. Now listen. It says, And Ahaz gathered together the vessels of the house of God, and he cut in pieces the vessels of the house of God, shut up the doors of the house of the Lord, and made him altars in every corner of Jerusalem. And he was saying, in other words, he was saying, the church is non-essential. We don't need the church. Busted up everything that was in the house of God, shut the doors, no more serving, no more worshiping God. Just like our nation tried a few years ago, declared that we were non-essential. That's how far we've fallen from God. There's not even a a logical... uh, a moral fiber in their mind and thinking, no, we got to keep the church. It's important to the fabric of our nation. No, it's not to them. Declared us non-essential just like Ahaz did hundreds of thousands of years ago. Verse 25 says, And in every several city of Judah he made high places to burn incense unto other gods and provoked to anger the Lord God of his fathers. I mean, now they're erecting statues of Satan in our nation. It's just insane. Because of this, now listen, this is what the Lord says. Therefore, the wrath of the Lord fell upon Judah and Jerusalem because they turned away from the things of God. They turned away. Our nation is turning away. It says, therefore, uh, wrath of the Lord fell upon America. And, it's in, and it says to here in Judah and King Ahaz, it says, in a remarkable way. Isn't that undeniable now? In a, re- a remarkable way, what's, what? It's crazy what's going on in our nation. You never know what you're going to go to the store and say, well, we can't get that anymore. Or um, Remember not that long ago, the shelves were empty. There was potty paper and paper towels. And, uh, I just went the other day trying to get candy kisses, and they were saying, we're having a hard time getting candy kisses. And I'm going, it's remarkable. We're talking about America. The, the abundance of everything that we've always had at any given moment and the decline and the fall of our nation is incredible. It's undeniable. And Hezekiah recognizes this calamity that has come to Judah because of their disobedience. That's what's happening to our country, America, founded on the word of God. Founded by people like you to stand firm on the word. 
and to believe, just believe the Word of God over what's coming around you and all your senses screaming contrary. You stand on the Word. Oh, I wish it was true. So we see here, Hezekiah made no attempt to blame God at all. He knew where the sin lied. He knew that what feet it lied. It lied at our feet. So listen what Hezekiah does, and this is what I'm asking you to do today. Because Hezekiah knew that it was time to open the temple again, the house of God again. They had shut it down. They had uh, closed it up. They were saying it's non-essential, praying and worshiping. You know, you're not allowed to pray at football games, soccer games, school, graduation, all this kind of stuff. Hezekiah knew it was time to open up the temple again, both to clean it out so that it could operate intended. And that's what I want to see. I want to do that. I want us to do that. I do. I think it's time. I believe it's time. It, it, it really is. Now, you have to focus. Please, you have to understand what I'm saying. Our weapons are not carnal. We're not going to storm the government doors. And what are we going to do with that? Our weapons are spiritual. Our weapons are powerful. We're pulling down strongholds. It's times that you start prioritizing prayer and, and, and a place of prayer and a time of prayer, meeting with the church to pray. It really is. Look, sports isn't going to save your children. It's not. It's going to suck them up and you're going to be, they're going to be gone. You know how fast time goes? It's unbelievable. It's crazy how fast time goes. Your children are, are going to be sucked up by this world. The stock market isn't going to save you or save your family. It's not. It's not. This is time. The only thing is the church and the things of God and the Word of God. It's the only foundation that's going to stand now that the, the, everything seems to be falling. And I believe it's of God. All the things that we would lean on, all the things that we would love, all the things that we would be distracted, God's starting to take them down like dominoes. All that's going to be left is us and God. And I think it's time that you do this. You, it, you really do. You've got to understand the, the time of the age that we're in. The situation is facing us. This is what's in my heart. It is. And I believe the Lord is doing something. I have been pastoring for, I don't know, 40 plus years. I have tried every prayer meeting gadget in the world. I've tried around luncheons, around dinners, around this, around that. I've tried Saturday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, anything, anything at all, anywhere, at any time, any place. Moving from church to church, remember that? We tried that, tried it with pastors, no pastors. All of a sudden, something seems to be sparked with our Wednesday night. I mean, more people coming on Wednesday than I've ever seen in my life. In my life. That's God. God's doing the stirring. That's supernatural. And you need to recognize that. You do. Because it's been, I mean, I started out when I was 24 in this. I'm 73. And this is the first time I've seen this. Spatterings would come. A few would come. But never like this. Never. So I hope this is in your heart, New Hope, that you want to make a covenant with the Lord. 
Verse 10, Hezekiah says this, Now it's in my heart to make a covenant with the Lord God of Israel, that his fierce wrath may turn away from us. This is what's in my heart, to cry out to God and have God move once again in the supernatural, in the miraculous, for real, moving on people's lives and people's hearts, drawing them to church, away from addictions, away from filth, back to the house of God, living with righteousness again. This is done by prayer, and that stirring is starting, and don't miss it. I've spent my life waiting for this. Sometimes at our prayer meetings, I stand in amazement. Sometimes I just walk around, everybody, because I just can't believe they're all here. And to see the glory of God move upon our nation would be absolutely awesome. Ahaz despised the church, busted it up in pieces, consider it non-essential, just like they have done to us. Yet there was a man called Hezekiah saying, oh my gosh, this shouldn't be, this shouldn't be happening. And Hezekiah said to the Lord one day praying, I'm going to make a covenant with you, God. It's in my heart to make a covenant with you that we turn this thing around. And that's what we're looking for here at New Hope. We're not here to just picnic and have chicken and uh, ice cream socials and various things like that. We're here to have war and prayer. To seek God and to cry out to God and have a move of God. Don't you want to be a part of that? Oh my goodness, that would be so exciting. For God to move literally almighty. Move upon a group of people. You and I. Hezekiah said, it's enough. I've had enough. It's now time. It's in my heart. I hope it's in your heart, New Hope. I do. I do. I do. I do. Matthew 16 says this, when Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, whom do men say that I am? I, the son of man, am. And that's what I'm asking you today. When you come through the doors of new hope, he asked the congregation, whom do you say the son of man is? Who do you say he is? Nice guy good teaching. Some of them said, thou art John the Baptist. The other one said, no, 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 he's Elias. Others said, no, 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 he's Jeremiah. Or one else said, no, he's one of those prophets. Who do you say he is? In all sincerity, in your life, nitty-gritty, masks off, who do you say Jesus is? Verse 15, and the Lord says, no, no, okay, okay, okay. He says that, he says this, he says that, but who do you say that I am? That's what the Lord asks them, dead in their face. Who do you say that I am? So this question is placed before all of us here this morning. Today, this morning. In fact, we answer this question every day by how we live, what we do. If we really believe that Jesus is who he says he is, it will affect the way we live and what we do and where we go. That's what the Lord is looking for. And all of a sudden, Peter went, oh, oh, oh. He said, yes, Peter. 
Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Peter was exclaiming, Thou art the anointed one, the Son of God. You are God. You are the Messiah. That's what Peter claimed, and Peter made all kinds of mistakes, didn't he? So don't think you've got to be perfect to serve God. That's a fallacy. Who's perfect? Goodness. Can you start believing the Lord for the miraculous? Just by praying. Just by praying. Do you have enough faith to inject God into your life today? Remember it says just a, we used to pass them out. I don't even know where they are anymore. Little mustard seeds. Remember them tiny, tiny, little tiny seeds? And I'd put it in your hand and I'm saying, come on, tell me. You don't have that much faith? In the word of God, to handle the situation? I believe you do. And if you're struggling with that, then answer Isaiah's question. Isaiah 40, verse 18 says, Okay, uh, to whom then will you liken God? Who are you going to compare God to? Or what likeness will you compare unto him? Who's more awesome than God? LeBron James? Michael Jordan? I can't even think of any. I mean, that's silly even to say that, right? So who are you going to liken to? We're talking about Almighty God. Listen to how powerful faith in Christ can be, what it can do, how it can move through you and I, and what we can accomplish before God calls us home. Hebrews 11.33 says this. Remember, this whole thing is to walk by faith and not by sight. That's all it is to believe. Again, how would you get saved? What great feat did you do? How many miles did you run? I, I didn't do anything. Remember, I've told you before, and I'll tell you again, I was drunk when I prayed. I did. Forty-plus years ago. Asked the Lord to come into my life. I wasn't even really sure what I was doing. All I know is I was in a place where I wanted help. And something happened. He didn't say to me if I could run 10 miles or give $10,000. He didn't say anything like that. I went to bed. Next morning I woke up and I swear everything was different. Something happened. Faith ignited inside of me and it just worked. Faith is absolutely powerful. So Hebrews says, who through faith subdued kingdoms. We can subdue kingdoms this morning. The kingdom of the enemy who's planting and and having blueprints and plans to destroy your life and your family. You can subdue that this morning with the word of God, the sword of the spirit. And so I'll have none of that. Who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness. Righteousness can come back. Works righteousness. Obtained promises. The promises that are in the word of God. There are many and all kinds of them for you and I. We can obtain them through faith. Stop the mouths of lions. Threw Daniel in the lion's den because of his stance for God. Starving, hungry lions. Faith shut their mouths. 
It's amazing. It's amazing. I'm sure Daniel didn't fall being thrown into there. Oh, I don't care. Throw me in. I'm sure he was scared and, and, and afraid. And all of a sudden he realized they're not going to hurt him. They're probably coming with their big heads rubbing up against them. He's going, oh, nice kitty, kitty, kitty. <laughs> Stop the mouths of lions. Think of that. Think of that. Probably all of us has watched some wilderness show and them lions, man, they rip into them food. Not here, simply by faith in God. God wasn't done with these people. It doesn't matter what they do to you. God will stop the mouths. Verse 34 says, quench the violence of fire. Escape the edge of the sword. Out of weakness we're made strong. That's us. Not one of us strong. There are no Rambos in God here. They're just not. We're fearful. We're, we're afraid of our shadows sometimes. Sometimes I'll turn a corner, and Ruth turns a corner, and she goes, ah! We've only been married 53 years. You think she would know me by now. But we do the same. I'll go, where'd you come from? We've lived together forever. That's the way we are. This stuff that I read to you was done by everyday folks like you and I. People who started to believe the word of God. People who started to say, you know what? I'm going to come. I'm, I'm going I'm to start praying. I'll be there. I'll look you up. I'll lock arms with you. Because I do. It's not that I'm super strong. I become stronger with you. I do. I truly do. Ask Pastor Jason. It works. When you come alongside of us, it's like, Jesus, look at that. So what brought you to Christ? Most likely, I mean, I almost got killed. I just told that story in a, in a message a time or two here for some 30 years that we've been alive in this church. I was almost killed. So most likely it was something bad, something horrible, some terrible circumstance that brought you to Christ. Something terrible brought you to something wonderful. That's what God does. He takes terrible, messed up lives and he brings wonderful stuff from it. It's true. It's beautiful what he can do with people if you just have enough faith to stretch that arm forth. Lord, I believe, but I'm so full of doubt. Can you do that? Here in a little bit, we're going to ask Pastor Jason and Daryl and Youth Pastor Adam and all the various people that pray to come and pray for you. If you, you just step out and say, Lord, here I am. Daniel 6, 27 says this, He rescues and saves His people. Listen, he performs miracles, signs, and wonders in the heavens and on the earth. Maybe you're sitting there and saying, Pastor, you don't know what I've done. Well, listen to me. I don't care what you've done. Listen, I'm serious. Listen, I'm going to give you the word of God. Genesis says this, is anything too difficult for the Lord? So of all the billions of people that have died, and all the billions that are on the earth, and maybe billions more that are going to be coming, you're the only one that God can't touch. No, no. 
That's not true. It's a lie from the enemy. You're not too far gone. Jeremiah 10, verse 6 says, Lord, there is no one like you, for you are great and your name is full of power. The name, just the name of Jesus. That is why I told you before, the enemy even turns it around that we use that name as a curse word. It is so powerful and so majestic, and the enemy tries to flip it around. The next time you hit your thumb with a hammer or dent your car, why don't you scream out, oh, Joseph, (laughs) scream my name out. Does that help you? Joseph, Joseph Stephen Fenzo. Isn't that dumb? Isn't that dumb? But we fall for it. We have fallen for it, and it's the greatest name in the world, full of power, ready to deliver us, and we use it as a curse word. Oh, my gosh. So listen, as we wind this down, and maybe the choir is going to make its way back up, Seriously, now, I don't know what you're facing, but I know you're facing stuff because you're human. And when we're human, we always have situations, trials, troubles, whether it's health, money, addictions, bitterness, broken hearts, whatever, just everything in the world falls under the sun when it comes to people. Or maybe you're just starting to maybe trying to just believe God for this. Or what happens, trying to keep you locked up in prison. There's voices right now in your head telling you, no way, you stay still, don't you move, don't uh, don't listen to them, pay attention, I can't wait to get out the door. I know how the enemy works. Well, listen, Philippians says this to you and I. And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. The Lord Almighty has a plan for your life. You have been brought to this church by the Spirit of Almighty God. I didn't ask you to come. I didn't run out and have you sign a contract. I didn't say, look, if you come, you can sing. I didn't say nothing to you. We just opened the doors and people started coming. That's the way we want it. We want the Spirit of God to bring His people here, being drawn by the Spirit of God. John 11:39 says this, Jesus said, take ye away the stone. Remember I told you, listen carefully, there are things you have to do. The enemy comes along and he rolls stones of bitterness over your heart, stones of hatred over your heart, stones of worry or fear, anxiety to try to seal you up like a tomb. Remember when Lazarus died? Martha and Mary wanted Jesus to raise Lazarus. He came on the scene. We're talking about Almighty God. He could pulverize stones. He told the people, you and I, roll away the stone. Do what you can do. Do your part, God is saying. Roll away the stone. Come and ask God for help. Come and lift up that withered life or mind or addictions or habits. Come, lift them to the Lord and let God do his part. 
Jesus said, Take ye away the stone. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, said unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he has been dead four days in the grave. Isn't that what we do? Use our logic. Huh? I was born this way. There's just nothing I... No, that's not true. Roll the stone away this morning. Jesus said unto her, Said I not unto thee, if thou wouldst believe, thou shalt see the glory of God. Roll the stone away. Roll it off of your marriage, off of your life. Roll it back from your children. All the various things that captivate us and try to seal us as prisoners in a tomb. Can you believe God this morning? Jesus said unto her, Said I not unto thee, if thou wouldst believe, thou shouldst see the glory of God. Now we're going to sing this song. It's called the same, same God. Meaning what he did back then, he'll do now. Because the Bible, his word to you and I says, Hey, by the way, I don't change. What I did for them, I'll do for you. I change not. I change not whatever situation you're in. So I would ask you, please, that you would stand as we get ready to sing this last song. And also ask that if you roll that stone away by taking steps to this altar, and our men that we have will pray with you. The Bible talks about anointing with oil and believing by faith, the prayer of faith, praying whatever situation, and see what God does. You do your part. You roll the stone away, stone of doubt and fear and anxiety, and let God do his part. Can you have faith as we start this song to stretch forth your hands, withered hands and hearts? Let's sing. <laughs>